What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Well, your thrice weekly podcast talking about current affairs, the hottest news, with a touch of what, Terence? Touch of humor, man. Touch of humor. Yeah. We are recording this late on a Sunday night mm. because we we want to keep by the three episodes a week. Yeah, so this will come out. Yeah, it will come out on later tonight. Uh, so Sunday, yeah. So we will hit the three episode a week uh, promise that we always make. Because we've had a quite a busy week, and uh, yeah, we had like last week we had Sudir, and and this week we had Fakafas, and and yeah, so a lot of guests coming and going. Eh? Yeah, and I yeah. mean we're gonna try to keep getting guests in. Maybe I mean at most like on average one guest a week. So I mean we're actively reaching out to people who are interesting, people we want to talk to. So if you've got any recommendations, hit us up on Instagram or on our awesome Reddit as well. Yeah. And was yeah. that the plug? Was that the plug? I was halfway through. I was thinking, shit, is that the plug? I guess so, so. Maybe if you quickly, if you quickly round up with another half plug, then we'll make it a full plug. Yeah. Um. There are a lot of people, contrary to what you guys might think, there's still a lot of people mm. who actually don't listen to podcasts actively. And to them, it's like, yes, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't get podcasts, you know? I literally met someone on Friday evening like that, uh, you know, someone who's very connected in the tech world and everything. But he's like, I don't listen to podcasts. I don't understand what's the appeal of podcasts, you know? So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, there are people like that. So, you know, you can help to educate them, but also by introducing them to that doesn't have to be our podcast but just a good podcast a it'd podcast, be fantastic yeah. if it's our podcast as well but my, my guess is as long as more and more people get into the ecosystem eventually there'll be more listeners uh, of Yalabad as well yeah and I guess yeah. if you're listening to this in public you know you can just look around you and judge everyone who does not have an earpiece in their ear yeah yeah just judge <laughs> just judge away man correct, judge correct. away but, uh, but yeah, I guess I guess the, the, tonight we got a late night vibe. Uh. I don't know. I feel a little more late nighty. Uh. Do you feel any different from an afternoon podcast? Um, no. You know what I feel? I feel like today is a this is a good episode to kind of round off the last what our discussions the last couple of weeks have been. Oh yeah, about, actually right? yeah. Right. So so it's very that fitting is that true. It's, it's very fitting as is on is the end of the week uh, like Sunday night kind of vibe to it. Yeah, Sunday night decompressed. Because what is what what is the topic that makes you feel that way, Terence? It's um Lawrence Wong's speech on racism at uh latest IPS forum. Mm. And, and and the responses to it, like everything. Pritam's response, yeah. a lot of different responses to it. Yeah. Uh, but and can I mean, you give a bit more context about what happened? About what what, what yeah, was the, the thing about? The the it was it was um a forum on race and racism organized by the Institute of Policy Studies mm. and the S. Rajaratnam School of International Studies mm. on Friday, June 25th. Mm. And I actually first caught wind of this uh, by a friend who sent me a link to register for the event because it was open to anyone. Mm. Um, and I think it's the same my one. That, is, it, is it the same institution that did the whole, uh, they interviewed the AWARE uh, chairperson? Who, who oh, said yeah, that, yeah, yeah, I think so, I know, think so. Maybe women should, should also have to do national service, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Correct, correct. So they do some good shit. So, so kudos to them uh, for at least organizing conversations that, that, that are interesting and thought-provoking. Yeah. But uh, I will say when, I, when my friend sent me the Zoom link, I was like, um, okay, my first thought is that this is going to be just one of those 
talks where they're going to say some shit that mm. that is is obvious is mm. inconsequential and it's not going to matter and it's just going to be just going through the formality lah mm. but i also did feel curious about what they were going to say because i think more than ever before the racial tensions are at its, at a, at an all time high lah mm-hmm. so i was curious at what was going to come out lah but but did you know of the event before it happened uh no i mean i i get the emails from ips as well uh yeah. and tr- on all transparency we've also worked with them on on some yeah. certain things before but we Correct. I mean, it's not that we're we're especially privy to any of these lah but uh i didn't get any special people forwarding this to me i just saw it on my it just popped up on my on my youtube feed and i was like oh shit you mean you you're not yeah you you you're not like the de facto racial consultant amongst your friends uh? i mean i mean the majority race uh, there's a lot of uh, yeah la, but cons- among your majority friends yeah. among your majority friends you're like the frontliner on racism no given how much we've spoken about it over the past few weeks you mean your friends are not aware is it is it because they don't listen to our podcast No, I think it's because of the Chinese privilege that they don't need to listen. Oh, <laughs> now you're turning, ah, uh, you're yeah, turning yeah, yeah. on your own race. <laughs> Way to go, man! Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I just don't don't think Singaporeans in general are super excited about politics. Like, like politics isn't the number one thing on the agenda. I think this week there were a lot of things that caught people's attention, like BTS, McDonald's, uh, you know, you know, things like that, lah. Uh, I thought it was a week before, yeah. You, so you saying you don't think you don't think you don't think a lot of Singaporeans are interested about politics? As in, it's not something that they will actively, you know, make a point to tune in and listen to a speech mm. by Lawrence Wong, lah. You know, as I mean, that we're talking true, about la. if you go on YouTube, you want to watch Lawrence Wong, the minister, or Lawrence Wong, the actor. You know, there, there's a mm. there's a difference there. Same name, but different different contexts, right? So yeah, it's only yeah. because I subscribe to certain channels like gov.sg and all that's why I got wind of this of this speech. Uh. I see. Yeah. So so for full context like how much of the speech do you consume or how do you go about understanding the speech? Uh I tr- I tried to read the transcript got a little bored yeah. uh, along the way. Then after that I, I there was a very good um summary of all the stuff that he said about racism. Uh, I think it's mm. on on either on Mothership or Gov.sg's YouTube YouTube channel, uh, mm. and but I I sat through the whole Q and A he had after that lah, the whole half an hour of Q and A that he did after the oh, speech. Oh okay okay, yeah. okay that's good because I read the transcript, uh, but I didn't go through the full Q and A, so mm. at least we got the the overall basis covered lah. Yeah yeah yeah, correct correct correct. So so and then of course there was uh. There was some chatter online. I didn't see too much, to be honest. Mm. Uh, but Pritam, Pritam Singh, the leader of the opposition, uh, did also respond. Mm. But maybe, maybe like, what were your or like first-hand thoughts after you you read through the 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 meat of Lauren Lawrence Wong's speech? Yeah? Uh, I think, ladies and gentlemen, we might have here the next Prime Minister of Singapore. Hello, ma. I mean, you got the. The your stamp of approval already? Yeah. No, no, no. It's not a stamp of approval. It's the fact that in this past two or three very heated weeks, right, he has been selected to be the face to the first person to the first minister to come forward and answer these questions about race. I mean, his portfolio is essentially minister of finance right now, right? Yeah. But um, to answer questions about racism. Which is on foremost on everyone's mind, and is a very sensitive and difficult topic to discuss. 
they have put Lawrence Wong forward lah. And I think mm. it's um uh if you ask the 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 lay person any lay person who saw the speech and all, I think he uh you know he made a lot of 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 uh, important points. Even Pritam Singh concedes that right, good good and important points and very. Uh, unexpected points, so to speak, in the sense that even acknowledging the 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 real problem, the real lived reality of racism for minorities in Singapore, uh, acknowledging mm. that the policies aren't perfect and, and that, uh, you know, that they are in constant dialogue to try and get make them better. Um, so yeah, mm, to, to mm. me, this is as, is as clear a signal as any that uh, he's being pushed to the forefront of like, okay, would uh, how how are people going to take to this and consider him as as the next prime minister la? Mm. Yeah. Did you have that same sentiment? Yeah, because I mean, I did find it weird also like uh we don't have a minister of race, mm. right? Mm. Um and for him to speak I think I think it's it's an I can't imagine anyone else doing it. Um but I'm just wondering like how is it internally for Lawrence Wong and Chan Chun Singh and who's the other person in the running? Uh? Or is it mainly Lawrence Wong Ong and Chan Chun Singh? Ong Yikung. Yeah. Ong Yikung. I wonder how they feel. Uh? You think they had a say in dis- deciding who's going to go and do it or not? Or maybe PM Lee was just, they were all waiting for a WhatsApp from PM Lee and then mm. like fucking Lawrence Wong got it. Uh? That, that's a good question because you think about it, uh, we are in the midst of still fighting COVID, you know? And Lawrence Wong is already the head of the multi-ministry task force yeah. alongside the yeah. Minister of Health. Uh, Ong Kung. Then now he has to go and tackle this touchy topic race. of racism. <laughs> the fucking race. <laughs> like, wow, how many different hats is he wearing at the same time? And then Minister of Finance he's, now. <laughs> yeah. He's like the Michael Jordan of PAP. Yeah. Yo, guys, give yeah. him a break, man. <laughs> yeah, or, or, or he's being pushed as such. Lah. So, uh, I, don't, I think these things don't, uh, they don't just happen. You know, they are very meticulously yeah. planned. Uh, you know, the yeah. schedules, politician schedules are so packed and everything. So for them to have to make the time, it must be some directive from the party or from from the leadership that, that this is the person to talk about this touchy topic. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that that's where I also I also was surprised because at first I thought it would be a lot less meaty or let a lot mm. less, um, how you say, uh, objective about it. Like. I thought they were mm. going to say the same stuff like, like an extension of Shanmugam's post about, you know how I've always thought Singapore was moving towards racism, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, racial inequality, and I'm surprised. But yeah, some of the things he said, I thought I thought it was a very well-worded speech. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. In the sense that I thought, I'm sure some people will say, you know, but it's not enough. What mm-hmm. are the actions? What's the next steps? What's going to happen? Yeah. But I think we have to also be realistic that there's only so much a politician can say mm-hmm. um, and I think within that constraints, right, he said a lot of stuff that I'm also quite surprised by. I was surprised by it. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised. So, so I mean, and, and what you watched was the speech, right? Or you read the speech, right? I read the speech. So I read the speech. I, that's why I made it a point to watch the Q&A session afterwards. And, to uh, look into his eyes. Uh. No, to, yeah, to really see how does he react when he doesn't have, uh, you know, his speech, the prepared script, speech uh, sitting uh, in front of him. Mm. And I mean, my God, he, I mean, it was... It was, uh, he did much better than I expected him to. Lah. In a mm. sense, like, like they asked very pointed questions about, you know, uh, CMIO model, the ethnic integration policy in Program. HDB, mm. everything. Mm. Yeah, so, so they just asked very pointedly about this question. They asked him about microaggressions. Um, they mm. asked him about, you know, work culture, you know, being, do you, do you want to see more of this kind of like people speaking out or, or what, you know? And I felt, I mean, 
his answers were uh, fairly balanced. Uh, they, they weren't like, you know, uh, condescending or trying to shut down any particular group in any particular way. And he even mm. brought up certain things that I was, yeah, I, I didn't think about that as a good uh, uh, answer uh, to, to some of these questions as well. Like what? Uh? Do you remember anything? Of yeah, the yeah. One, one thing, I mean, uh, for, I think from the speech, he said out, outright that uh, don't, don't, you know, don't, as much as we talk about Chinese privilege in Singapore, uh, let's not forget that that the Chinese Chinese people are not a monolithic uh, community mm. either. La. And there's been a lot of things that have, you know, the community has been chopped up and also like, Split up and 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 divided for 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 the so the so called tenets of progress la. and 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 these are things that that maybe to you and me even it doesn't uh it's not really a big deal because you know we grew up and we just went to school and we learned Chinese I, I learned my mother tongue and you know we just learned our mother tongue and that, that's as as much as we know right but but for older generation of Singaporeans including my parents generation and all that it was a very big deal la, that you know dialect was taken from them. Um, they were deprived of of dialect entertainment. Uh, dialect was actively discouraged. Um, you know there was a very strong um, anti-communist uh, kind of um, anti-communist kind of uh, sentiment that was being pushed within the Chinese community because they were very afraid of of communism infiltrating Singapore. Um, mm. So so and and so a lot of the cultures and traditions. Of that were that came from China, have also been lost over the years, like You know, and so that that particular group of Singaporeans, Chinese Singaporeans, who feel that they cannot keep up with society, right? They cannot keep up with English-speaking multicultural Singapore. They have also made a lot of sacrifices, and and for them, if you go to them and say you have Chinese privilege, they're like, well, "What the hell is Chinese privilege?" You know. Mm. So 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 that, uh, yeah, that that just rang really true with me, like Because. I'm from a, I can't really speak dialect, and that that was a you know that 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 uh that that was an immediate chasm between me and my grandmother, you know, mm. like like my grandmother didn't speak English, I couldn't speak dialect, so we could hardly communicate lah, and 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 then I I forget that yeah these these are examples of how, um yeah certain sacrifices that has been have been made by communities to also just okay accept that we have to try and be a multicultural society lah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, so that that was something that that he brought up. That I was like, oh shit, yeah, man. I never thought about it that way, but yeah. So he's either like uh, a a sponge that can absorb all this, um, or maybe he really is internally within the PAP one of those more of the how you say uh, the best person to talk about this like Because like what mm. you say, Q and A to answer stuff that's pointed questions and all that. Like yeah, it's no easy task la, Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so, not yeah. The the difficulty is. To not come across as a fucking asshole, when especially when you're in a position of authority, right? Because it's mm. so easy to come across as an asshole. But the way he answered a lot of the questions, he he would caveat. You know, he would say, you know, uh, like for example, they asked him outright about um, how when why is it you all say that Singapore is not ready for Chinese PM, and and mm. he gave a very what I thought was a very uh, uh I mean it's is a very balanced answer that they come from a perspective where they are reading data and they are finding the best strategy to win an election and to win the hearts and minds of people. And they cannot ignore the data. 
Do they wish that the data said something different? Yes, they wish that the data said something different. Yes, he wishes that one day Singapore will have a minority PM, but they have to do what is the best in their best interest as a party to win the election. Uh, you know? So mm. so I mean take 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 that with a grain of salt or, or whatever you will, but to me at least it's a balanced uh, answer that acknowledges people's uh, anger about you know how the issue was answered before. Oh, Sing- Singaporeans are not ready for a, a non-Chinese PM. Uh, I mean, he, just adding a few words and caveats, it just felt so much more, okay, I understand his perspective and at least he acknowledges that it's a problem. Yeah, but so so on the, on the flip side, like when I was reading it, there were certain things that I'm like, okay, this is a politician speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, because just on that note, the, when I read it, it was a lot on like, how you say, uh, taking taking a more, okay, we better do this because in the past this happened, yeah. in other countries this happened, so mm. we cannot let that happen. Mm, but mm. I mean, I think, you know, from the conversations with Sudhir recently and the stuff that we, we have discussed, we've read, um, there's there's also there's also some value in, in pushing towards more of an ideal as opposed to hoping that the worst that happened to us doesn't happen again. Mm. And some of the things he was saying that, I guess, yeah, like um, if, if I were to pick out the, the, the parts that made me feel like, uh, does it mm. have to be that way, was mm. instances like that. And, like what and like what specifically? Think, yeah, let me, let, me, let me find some... Yeah. A lot of people uh, said that stuff, uh. a lot of people are very pleased during the studio podcast that when you said that uh, PA was fucking stupid in their response to yeah, Sarah Yeah, Barbie. I know. Okay, stop, stop tooting your said, own horn. A lot of people came okay. and said they're very stop. glad that I asked you to quantify it. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, when again. you say a lot of people, uh, there was one Reddit comment. Two, two, uh, okay? two, two, two. One. Two, two. Is two. it got two? Yeah. Okay, fine. One two, is not, two is not a lot of people. Okay, two is not a lot of people. Um, and... Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, Alright, everyone, get ready your Reddit accounts. Yeah, get ready your Reddit account too. <laughs> no, no, no. I was, I was gonna, <laughs> gonna point out some stuff. Uh, fuck lah. I have the transcript in front of me. But okay, while while I search for it, um, I mean the the one thing that he did talk about that I that was brought up by Pritam lah was mm. that uh the GRC system. He anchored it in the need for racial for minority representation mm-hmm. uh, and I think that was something that Pritam challenged like that. Yes. Okay. Um, is it really all about racial uh, representation or minority representation, or is there more of a political strategy behind it, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I think that was one of two points that Pritam brought up. The other one was Pritam's point about the ethnic integration. Um, uh, policy la, which yeah. was about yeah the the lower the lowering the price of of flats as being seen as a benefit for minorities, mm. which is not really the truth mm. Um, so I think those those were the things that that Britain brought out that that I thought okay there was some something there to talk about, but I mean yeah it, it was just those few things that stuck out, and I am still gonna try and find that find that example. So, but what were your thoughts about uh Pritam's, Pritam's points ah? Uh? Um, I mean, Pritam Singh is also a politician, right? So, yeah, uh, yeah you, you, he has to make a, and as the opposition leader, he has to make a response. And I thought, but I thought his response also was, uh, was also giving the Lawrence Wong and his speech its due, right? Saying that this, mm, mm, mm. you know, he was also quite, 
quite uh he thought that the speech was was important and then and a lot everyone should take a listen to it and all uh but he just wanted to contest uh certain points about that like you know the gerrymandering in terms of of changing single member constituencies and group representation uh constituencies and and, and, and all that like. so um he, I mean, he has a point definitely uh mm. but but i think lawrence wong again like similar to what we were talk- what we said about the shanmugam thing was was i think what he tried to do was try to answer it from a philosophical perspective like right like what the grc yeah. uh, on paper is meant to meant to do um but i think pritam is pointing out that when you look at the nitty gritties there's a lot of question marks like, right so uh i i'll say both are both are not uh both both are uh correct la, in the sense that they are both pointing out different parts of the same problem la, right or the same issue la. so 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 it's mm. not it's not i mean and, and both of them are politicians are right they, they that's kind of what they had to do i mean lawrence wong was trying to address a general issue of racism and and, and pritam is is was trying to be more pointed in pointing out the flaws line and and holding them accountable to be to say hey you all want to you all say that this program is good then why is this why is this still happening and i think it's important pritam does that because uh yeah there are issues with the gerrymandering that that we need to address like, before the next election i hope yeah. but have you have you found the article i heard a screenshot being taken somewhere i mean one of the things that i found was uh when he was talking about the the ethnic in ethnic balance like so he did mm. say that some say we should go beyond cmio mm-hmm. but how would singaporeans feel if the proportions of cmi and o were to shift dramatically like mm-hmm. so that's just one of the few examples where i thought okay that question i don't know when i when i read that i'm like okay i i don't know how singaporeans would feel but that also implies that that the cmio proportion is is the 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 proportion that okay has allowed us to evolve and progress as a country but is it really the optimal uh breakdown um and i think when asking that sort of questions it feels it's kind of like assuming that that there will be a lot of 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 tension if it were to change la and mm. and that was one of the examples i felt okay is that you don't go too much into those details mm. um you didn't talk about the data and all that because yeah the the speech if you go into details in everything in all the points it'll be a fucking like six hour long speech like yeah. but it was instances like that where i felt like okay that that just feels like the sentiment that okay this has been working you know we have this this utopian place that we cannot afford to to compromise because the what would happen if something else was the case mm and then yeah, yeah. I, i guess this way he also brought up the uh i mean he very and i mean he very uh boldly or at least just outright just said we are not france right uh mm. where we force a um one master language one master culture on on everybody um yeah. and, and pretend that race and uh, different cultures don't really exist within france um mm. which i mean Uh, maybe in my experience also having spent some time studying and all that in France and seeing firsthand like riots and and how how certain things were yeah lah just just how how things haven't gotten better over the years in spite of the very noble the very noble um, declarations of 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 uh, of secularity within you know secular state and and everything lah 
um, yeah, it, it raises a, a good counterpoint to all that, no? you know, and mm. and maybe maybe this way also, it's worth checking out his Q and A because he did address the CMIO thing again during the Q and A lah, and and yeah, I, I felt yeah. I felt it was a. Uh, you could tell that this was more of an honest answer rather than a prepared speech kind of answer. La. Or maybe he's that good a politician. Uh. Like he's, he's a machine. Uh, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's and, a and, fucking machine. And uh, remember, even yeah. when we were discussing the studio, we also didn't come to a necessary conclusion on what is much better than CMIO, la, right? Uh, yeah, I think exactly. you suggested you suggested having more brackets. Uh, he's yeah. more leaning more towards like just cancelling all CMIO entirely. You know? So, mm. so it's... um. I think it's a debate worth having, worth having, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, even as I say these things, and I mean, there there were other examples, but mm. um, like it was just more instances of that. I still will say that I think for a politician of such high stature as Lawrence Wong, because in the PAP, like he's been front and center of a lot of the public communications. Mm. I think it is a really good first step mm. for for them to give a speech like this. Like, I mean. He also used the term Chinese privilege, which I don't yes. think, uh, based on what I read online, has been ever uttered by a politician. Mm. Right? It's always some other thing. That's that's anecdotal. I don't know whether it's true or not. But also, he did have this one line where he talked about how um, we need to to acknowledge that being a minority is always going to be harder. Mm, correct, which correct. essentially is, is recognition that, okay, minorities kind of like and he did say and I quote first we must recognize that in un- any multiracial society it is harder to be a minority than a majority this is so mm. everywhere in the world and even mm. a statement like that right I think it carries a lot of weight like, for someone in that position of power to acknowledge that I yeah. thought hey fuck that's I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that before her, Who, her. anyone in white west say that before yeah but then I also wanted to ask you one line that he did mention and like, what your thoughts are like. um you know when he he implored that you and your fellow majority <laughs> population members do more and take yeah. the extra step to make your minority friends, neighbors, co-workers feel more comfortable. Yeah. So like, and I mean, are you are you sitting down? For full for full for full disclosure, for full disclosure, last week, <laughs> last week or the week before, out of nowhere, like Terence. And I have a WhatsApp group with a, a, one of our ex-producers who's a Eurasian guy, so he falls mm. in the old category. Mm. And Jordan, Terrence Jordan, Jordan. took a screenshot. Uh, yeah. Took a screenshot of something, I think, by by Wake Up Singapore with a hashtag mm. call it out SG, where the the instruction or advice was to send a message to your minority friends and let them know you are there for them. <laughs> so Terrence literally sent me a message and said, just wanting to let you know, guys, I'm here for you. Hashtag yes. call it out SG. Correct, correct, yeah. So when I'm I read this, this line by Lawrence Wong, yeah. when I read this line by Lawrence Wong, I was like, fuck lah, Terrence is going to say some stupid shit next day and think he's he's checked the quota of as a yeah. majority making a minority friend feel comfortable. Do you remember Do you remember before we started recording, I asked you how your weekend uh. was, you know? Oh, oh so sure, that was your step. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure you were comfortable, you know, like you had a good sleep. Uh Took uh, the vaccine, okay. you know. You got three meals a day, doing well, you know. Yeah, when I talk to you about you watching the Euro match, when you ask me, oh, but how, wouldn't you be tired? Oh, so that was your yeah. attempt at making me feel comfortable. Exactly, la. exactly. Wow, what, yeah. a, what a great majority friend you are. La. I have stepped out Where would I way. be without you, man? I am Where way out of my I comfort zone. Without you? <laughs> Instead of going straight into the podcast, you spent 10 seconds asking me how my weekend was. Yeah, yeah. What? Where the fuck would I be in life without you, man? Yeah, Holy yeah. shit. Oh man! No, so but when you when you read a line like that, what do yeah. you what do you feel? Uh? 
Um, I mean, in general, I feel like uh, I feel like uh, okay, okay. There, there was certain, you know. I mean, as much as I'm, you, you hear, you think I'm probably singing praises about Lawrence Wong. Of course, I do feel certain uh, things. It can still be bolder, lah, Right, in terms of of saying like you say you want racial harmony, all these kind of things, lah. Uh, and and mm. even the Q and A, he brought a very he brought something that I don't think he mentioned in the speech, which was, which was that he, uh, he he thinks that for most people, if you look at your closest circle of friends, more likely than not, you don't have a minority friend in it, lah, you know. And mm. um, I think I think for a good part of my life, uh, that that was that was the case, lah. Uh, but mm. I mean, I'm glad to say, you know, Harish is now on the the. He's the minority friend in the, the closest circle of friends I have, uh, and everything. So, Aww. so, Aww. so, but, but the important thing is that, um, uh, that that not not everyone will have that will have that you know, so and that affects mm. how people view other cultures or other other uh, other ethnicities because just because they don't have uh, that many interactions with with, with them lah. Um, mm. Yeah, I I went to a, one of those uh, SAP schools, SEP schools, primary mm. schools, and I, I yeah, can I say I I think I had like maybe like one minority friend in the school la. and he wasn't even mm. like he was like uh, half Chinese, half Indian lah, you know. So mm. so I, until I was like yeah, until I was twelve or something, I didn't really have uh, that that many opportunities to to meet minority friends la. yeah. Mm. And that, so, that, so what was it that Lawrence Wong said during the Q and A? What 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 did he say? That no, I think he that, they just asked him what is the if I if I'm not wrong, they were asking him basically. I, I you have these lofty ideals of racial harmony on it, but what what are some practical steps that Singaporeans can do la? Can be thick. Uh, yeah, uh, uh. and and he one of the things he says is just you know have a network of and and have a network of friends have yeah make make minority make. Have friends from different races or so, like you know, and it is something mm. that takes effort, lah. And then I mean, we we laugh about it and all these things, but um, yeah, you know, you go to last time in, in university in the US. Now I, I look back, I look back very fondly at those those university years. But it was true that there was a lot of, um, you know, you meet a lot of people who also have no minority friends at all, even in a very diverse, uh, in uni, yeah, in uni university campus and all that, right? Uh, do you do you, do you meet like uh I mean a lot of white people who only hung out with like they're very uh waspy was the so called waspy right yeah waspy yeah people. got 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 I mean I mean I know my first year housemate when I told him hey uh my roommate when I told him yo can we can we like take off our shoes before we enter the room mm. I was like dude that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard yeah. I told him dude they're like fucking two point five billion people that. That generally do that, like what the yeah. fuck are you talking about? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So and yeah. then and then the only sports they are they know are like American football and you know ice hockey and, and baseball, that. baseball, you know baseball. Ba- baseball. And yeah. then like even like more international sports. Yeah, so they don't watch. They don't even watch like international sports, like like tennis mm. or, or to some extent even basketball. Basketball is probably the most international American sport. Uh, there is really like right. But- but but the thing is the thing about the US and Singapore quite different one in the sense that you know in, in the US you can literally grow up in a white town. Mm. I mean thankfully Singapore there's no town where it's just like you don't get like Chinatown is not just Chinese people and Little India is not just India people India yeah, yeah, people yeah. La, right. Yeah, yeah, so correct. so it still boggles my mind that in Singapore people can grow up without 
without friends of a different race. La. But I guess as a minority, you have no choice. Mm. So I, I don't know how it is now. I I mean, I'm assuming we grew up in primary school uh, like what, mm. 30 years ago? Yeah. Fuck, 30, oh my God, we were in primary one 30 years ago. Yeah. Holy fucking shit. But yeah, we grew up at that point. I don't know how it is now. Do, do, do more people have more friends and diverse friends at an earlier age? I hope so. Now I you also so. have to think about so. the LGBTQ Q friends as well. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I hope so. Like, because in so. some way, in some way, everything we are saying about race, like I never grew up with a friend who was LGBTQ. Mm, right? Mm. And, and... Or, that's, or you, think, never, you, know, you don't know, you didn't know that he, he or I she I didn't was, know. Like, you didn't know. So didn't yeah, know so was, as like. much as, as much as you are saying you never, up till 12, you never had a minority friend or something and it mm. blows my fucking mind. Maybe a younger person listening to me might be thinking, what, you grew up not having a friend who was part of the LGBT community? Are you fucking kidding me? But it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Yeah. And you were in a hyper-masculine, yeah. like, uh, circle of friends, right? You, the whole not hyper masculine uh, In secondary one, school, gung-ho. I went to a boy school. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, whether yeah. I liked it or not, whether I liked it or not, I was in I was in a masculine group because they were all dudes, lah. Right? Yeah, yeah. We no, were, no, but it was yeah, the, so you had to show how like you all them like oh yeah, boys, in JC, yeah, la, yeah la. Boys, men, in, in JC was a bit of a was a bit of a jockey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, like that, that sports group. But why you always like to bring that up? <laughs> uh? Anytime got chance, you would just insert that. Because there's a variety of experiences that people have in different uh, secondary school settings. So I just want to point out that even though we were the same school, we might have very different different experiences of what it meant to be in an elite school and everything, you see. You know? Yeah. Like you were like... might not even have been... Even, okay, not just sports, but even like the studies side of things, right? Even within an elite school, there are people who are in the class that you know that they're all going to be scholars. Then there are people who are in the class that uh, you know they got in because mostly of them, uh, a lot of them were played very good, well, uh, played sports very well or something like that or or, or some or had connections and things like that, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just don't want to blanket say that everyone in elite school behaves like 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 how you did or how I did or anything like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah of yeah. course. La. Balance, balance. Of course. Like, that's a very Lawrence Wong kind of answer you know balance balance <laughs> yeah but i guess to to anyone listening i think it would be good if you can at least watch the highlights of mm. a bit of the talk just to just to get a feel of the way he communicated like because he, you really have to give him some credit for tackling a topic in a way that tuckling. that was tackling tuck- <laughs> is it tackling ah? is it tackling oh, yeah. i was like oh, oh. the two words tuck- I was going to say talking tuckling and tackling. <laughs> tackling a topic. I was like, what is this a new omelette omelette? Yo, tackling. You're going to it, insist man. on tackle, tackle. <laughs> you watch no, much football, see, is it? <laughs> no, see, if you write a Facebook post about race, in some way you're tackling the topic but you're writing it. But if you talk about it, you're tackling, <laughs> tackling. it. Lawrence Wong tackled the shit tuckle, out of racism. Tackled it. tackled it. <laughs> Wow. Real yeah, so talker. Go watch Yeah. <laughs> Real talker. Yeah. Wow. Uh, go watch clips of Lawrence Wong talkle through racism. Yeah. Uh the QA, the 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 video because it yeah, it, it's it's at least a refreshing change like, compared mm. to how yes. we have heard race being talked in the broader spectrum of things. Like. And now I hope 
I hope it rubs down to mainstream media to give them the balls of uh, to talk about stuff like this that matters. Like, and when I say mainstream media, I don't mean all mainstream media because mm. to to say like CNA's credit, uh, I think even today sometimes they do put out nice commentaries about uh, race and all that. Mm. Um, I don't know about straight times. I always have hopes for straight times, but but not there yet, lah. Not there yet. Mm. I mean. Uh in the same weekend, I think Lianhe Zhaopao was at the same forum or something. I think the editor yeah. Lianhe Zhaopao doubled down on 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 the article that they wrote. You know, the one that the academic oh, signed. The yeah. critical race theory. Yeah, yeah he basically doubled down saying that, oh, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they, they strive to show opinions that are also different and and, and, and things like that. But to me, it was just basically, uh, he was just covering his, his backside, essentially. You want to show opinions that are different then for every article like that you have to at least share a fucking article that is the other opposite end lah. So you exactly. want to be balanced, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basket. I'll give a primer. Basket. Give a primer that shows both sides of what critical race theory is lah, right? But yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So, but, but, yeah. but I'm just waiting for you. Yeah, I'm just waiting for you to segue into the second topic that I'm quite excited to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because, I mean, we've all just been jizzing over Lawrence Wong's speech, right? <laughs> And how how he might be our next prime minister? I mean, what yeah. better topic is there to talk about next than to talk to talk about jizzing? Yeah, jizzing. Wow, like I mean, when I you never when thought, you share this, this, this is going to be like the first <laughs> time this word has been used on our podcast. On our podcast, the Japanese right? version, the Japanese yes, version. Yeah. But I will leave, I will let uh, you have the the credit because you you suggested it. No, like this one. I mean, okay, so the title of the article on, on Mothership was Men, 28, assisting in police investigations after women in Singapore approach for a bukake photoshoot. Okay. <laughs> so, so if you, if you have heard of the term bukake, then, you know, um, this might not be that much of a surprise to you. Mm. But uh, for those of you listening who might not be familiar with what bukake is, it is the act of uh, multiple men ejaculating on a, another person, la, mm. normally a female, la, right? And on the face. Um, and on the face. Oh, is it specifically yeah. on the face? I think, uh, I guess, yeah. From what, I, from what I've read, la, yeah, it's mainly the face. La. From what you've read. From what I've read, It's on yeah. the face, yeah. From what I've read. So, I mean, it's almost, it's almost like a category of porn that I, I believe got made popular uh, in Japan. Um, mm. And basically, there was... Two women, uh, who there were two women in Singapore who came forward on social media sharing their experience of being solicited for an obscene photo shoot. Mm-hmm. So there was this guy who goes by the name of Derek, mm. who either approached them on Instagram DM or email, and and um, what he would basically say was, okay, I'm an SG based photographer seeking a model for a concept photo shoot. Came across mm-hmm. your IG page and thought I'd reach out. The concept for the shoot is bukake, mm-hmm. you know, just one word bukake. Yeah. It could be like, I don't know, bukake ice cream or something. Like maybe it's not bukake with like ejaculate, it's bukake with something else. Yeah. But, um, and he was going to pay a rate of 3000 per hour. So it was going to be a three hour shoot. So the total pay will be 9000 Um, And then he goes on to say, there's a signed NDA, you'll be dressed for this shoot and the photos are for his personal collection only. Yeah. There'll be an NDA also to ensure confidentiality. And if, the person's open to collabing, he will explain the concept in detail. So at first I thought, maybe he's not talking about sexual bukake, you know. Mm. But then, <laughs> they, were, they did also share screenshots of other messages that 
talked about in detail about okay there will be six it will involve 60 men groups of six men and apparently he had done short, uh, two previous bukake shoots mm. and he's able to share selection of photos uh, if they were open to it and they shared it on social media lah. yeah so Correct. right now there are investigations because one of them went to the police mm. and apparently there was no evidence they found a man and apparently there's no evidence that he carried out such a photo shoot previously lah. Mm. so I think right now the investigations are still ongoing, but what were your thoughts when you saw this? Uh? Were you surprised or not that someone would solicit uh, uh, women for this sort of photo shoot? No, it was... It's, 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 I, I mean, I shared it in uh, our Facebook group and everything like, because yeah, yeah. I kind of wanted to see what the end game is for this guy. Like, what is he... What was he hoping to do by the end of it, lah, and 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 mm. so I was just reading up a bit about what what people speculating what he was what he, what he might be trying yeah. to do and all that, lah. Um, and, and what 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 did you come across? Eh? I mean, I think the general thought is that he, when with such huge monetary offers, right, for for someone, uh, and then he claims that they're still going to be clothed and everything. Um, more likely than not, he's going to pressure them into uh you know uh into taking nude photos or something and then after mm. that um with those nude photos uh, he's definitely not going to pay them the full amount that's i don't think anybody would pay twenty thousand dollars for that to, for that lah. and then after that he would like sort of just blackmail and then you know use 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 it not to, to not have to pay the people that amount of money lah, you know Mm. So um, yeah, it's because yeah, you, you can imagine like, let's say there's someone who really is in need of money for whatever reason, like medical reasons or something, and if you are offered twenty thousand dollars to do something that supposedly you know at the end of the day you are clothed and 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 it's other people who are naked around you and all that, right? Um, mm. I, I I guess there's a you probably would um there'll be a lot of pressure to to make sure that you. You get the job, lah, right? And and, yeah. and 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 then based on that, then so if he has any kind of request that maybe don't matter that much to you and all that, okay, lah, fine. Uh, just quickly, just quickly do it. Then after they get paid, lah. Then after that, he'll hold the payment from you, and then and then he'll say, yeah, you know, your your life will be ruined if I release these photos to the public and all. So so that's what mm. I thought would probably happen, lah. Yeah, he probably would like book a hotel room and then actually then it'll just be he himself in a room. And he'll probably some come up with some. Oh, I need to. We we need to practice the shot and that kind of shit, kind of excuses like, and then start taking photos like. That is my guess. Mm. If I were, if I if I were to get into the mind of this twenty eight year old dude and what his end game was like. Mm. What do you think? So, <clears throat> I mean, at first I was thinking like, okay, like uh, if he if he plots out the scope of the project. Um, mm. in exact detail mm. and if he has like s- legitimate NDA documents that they will sign and all that first mm. I was thinking what's what's wrong with that I mean isn't it like any other project where you have a scope of work you are mm. very transparent mm. of course even like when people approach me as an actor or a host there's always the risk of them being shady about something like, mm. like whatever the, you mentioned about the nude photos yeah they could tell me you're going to be talking about this hotel room you know to do the tour and all they lock me in and they ask me to strip naked mm. the same thing could happen like, right mm. so at first I was thinking okay like what is what is the problem here like he's 
He's not forcing them with gunpoint or something. But then I realized that, okay, the creation of pornographic pornographic content in Singapore is illegal. Yeah, correct. It is. Yeah. yeah there is there is the Films Act, the Undesirable Publications Act, and the Penal Code that bo- all have provisions that make it illegal to make, keep, distribute, or sell pornographic material. Yeah. yeah. So I think once you look at it through that lens, okay, la, this is definitely illegal. La. But yeah. I assume if someone did this in the US or Japan, it will be fine. La. Uh, I mean, there are, like in the US, I guess every state has their own provisions. Like the person can't be below a certain age. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you cannot mm-hmm. solicit across state lines and stuff like that, la, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you, you, the guy could say that it was even for his private collection, but even then, it would still be illegal, uh, you know, regardless. Yeah, yeah. In Singapore, uh, in Singapore, or yeah, in the yeah, states yeah. in the US where they don't allow the 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 production of porn, uh, Because yeah, yeah, I think all the pornographic companies are located in a few states only because not every state is open to it, uh. Yeah, correct, correct. But but you know, doesn't this yeah. remind you of like? Um, I don't know. We've. I don't know if you've seen it before, but you've seen like this. Uh, a lot of amateur photo shoots where like there's like five guys yeah, yeah, crowding correct. around one yeah. one girl at Sentosa or something. Yeah, in a bikini. Pre COVID lah. Pre COVID. Pre COVID lah. Yeah, pre COVID. Beach. On a, usually on a weekday, and the guy has like huge Fucking lens. Weird. And, yeah. That's yeah, and usually in his late like mid to late thirties or something like that, and like the five guys like all snapping away at this one talent, so to speak. You know who. Uh, probably looks too young to be really like doing it, but okay lah. I mean, maybe they just do it for the money or what. But yeah, it just reminds me a bit of that lah, where the act of photography is also like um, it, it makes it feel a bit shady lah. The whole the whole exchange, you know. Uh, I mean, nothing mm. wrong, nothing wrong with shooting uh, models or having a bikini photo shoot or things like that lah. But I, from what I understand, there's a very big community of of so called photographers who. Are really doing it in Singapore just to, um, yeah, just to see girls in in in, in dressed in bikinis uh, or even less than bikinis or uh, things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this one, so, I guess this guy's shooting for the moon lah. Uh. He's going for the full on the full on uh, bukake concept uh. No, that's why I I I I was I wish that one of them actually like just without the intention of actually going through with it, just took up the offer and see how far along the rabbit hole this goes. Mm. Because because it just I mean, yeah, like I, I hope I hope the investigation actually the results of the investigation is made public because I'm so curious like who is this guy? What what was his end game like, like what you said? Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's just so so fucking like uh hilarious. And if it's happened once, I assume that it's happened more often like, and and it's just I just I, I just thought this is probably one of the goofiest topics we've ever spoken about because it just blew my mind that the the context of it la. I just found it fucking hilarious la. Yeah yeah yeah. I mean, yeah maybe he's this guy maybe this guy like he travels a lot to Japan and does these kind of photo shoots in Japan. Uh, but yeah. because you haven't he hasn't been able to travel for uh, for a year and a half now from Singapore right. So 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 yeah. maybe maybe he's like okay la, The money that I would have spent going to Japan and hiring a model there. I'll, I'll use that to pay for a model in Singapore and see where I'll see how far I can go lah. That's yeah, why that's right. the money the <laughs> the money is like ratcheting up to like seventeen, eighteen, twenty two thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah, he started with nine thousand. Oh yeah, and his final offer was twenty two thousand. Yeah. 
2,500 for a 26-year-old man. man. Or a 28-year-old man, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Very well, crazy. so, yeah, it was just, I mean, it just, yeah, there's, there's, there's nothing much else to say to this. And I mean, I think one of the, the girls who came forward, she was actually laughing in her video that she posted on Instagram talking about it. Yeah. So it's good to see that she wasn't traumatized or anything. I yeah. hope the other girl also isn't traumatized. But holy shit, it was hilarious. Yeah, they also said, um, I mean, I think someone also made a calculation that if you took the 22,500 and divided it by uh, amongst the 60 men that, that would come and do yeah. it, they would still be paying uh, $375 each. Uh. So that's a lot of money to pay for, you know, versus just visiting a red light district or what, uh, you know. But I think Red Light District also got certain rules. I don't I don't think you can just go in and yo, can I come on your face? And the thing oh, is yeah, like, the yeah. thing is you do it in the presence of other men. Cur- I, I don't know, but but uh, then you pay you pay more for that. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense that you're paying more for that lack of privacy? No, no, that's what I think it's the inverse of a personal trainer. You know, like when you're exercising, yeah. you go for group classes, $80. Yeah, yeah. You get personal trainer is $120. For Bukake, right? You go yeah, for one-on-one is $80. Uh, you want group class is $150. Oh, it's more exciting when it's, yeah. you do it as a group. La. <laughs> yeah, that's why. <laughs> what, what other activities are like that where you have to pay more as a, yeah. as a group? Versus what what other activities are... Mm. Yeah, totally. I guess they tend to be sexual in nature, la, I would imagine. And and, and it must f- fulfill some kind of fetish that you have la, for being standing next to another guy and, and, and jerking off or what. Uh, yeah, that's hey, right. Oh, I know. It kind of reminds me of the, the whole peeing thing <laughs> and Nian Polly that time, right? Yeah. I mean, oh, I mean, yeah, exactly. Actually, that was... I mean, that's not really... That one wasn't really... That's like a precursor. But it was, that was peeing on the person, <laughs> la, right? And everyone taking turns to do so. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh. So that's like a different kind. I mean, in the same way, philosophically, it's the same. It's a bodily yeah. fluid of multiple individuals flowing onto uh, one or two individuals. Mm. Holy shit. Those, that was like a precursor. Oh my God. It's almost like, like yeah, it's just different two sides of the same coin. And they both came up this year, right? It tells you maybe Maybe we've been cooped up for too long already, like, really. This yeah, COVID. that's why. <laughs> I mean, like, even Lawrence Wong said something about how there's more racial instances likely because of COVID. And part of me was like, hey, don't just blame it on COVID. But then when you see this, actually, it's true. Maybe he couldn't go to Japan. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know what? I need to make some local bukake. Let's let's get the photo shoot going. And then, like, yeah. my God. So this just means that that I think the restrictions are still going to be here for the next few weeks. Like. I think mm-hmm. I read that the dining options is going to open up uh, only in mid-July. Mm. So so be prepared for more shit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite, it's quite, I mean, quite, yeah. uh, let's see where this goes. Lah. I mean, the, the guy seems to be very, very earnest. I mean, not, not very earnest, very um, persistent about it and has sent, yeah. sent the email to a lot of people or message to a lot of people. So yeah. I guess he must have had he must have had really wanted to to be able to do something, la, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Strange. So, 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 yeah, it was just, it was just funny. Like, it was just funny. And I, I'm guessing there's going to be more shit happening. And you yeah. can be sure that we will cover this shit. La. <laughs> we will be. We will cover this shit. Yeah. yeah. We will be all over it. Yeah. All, all over it. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> we will be all over it. Yes. Just like what a fitting fitting way to describe the end of a discussion on Bukake. Yeah, 
Right. Yeah, I hope uh, for those of you listening with your with your kids present, I hope you took the necessary steps to to actually no, we didn't say anything that explicit lah. Mm. Uh, if they ask you about bukake, please do not hold us responsible. Yeah, but yes, I think there's enough enough that we have spoken about that topic. Mm. Let's move on to the third segment, yeah. which is our one show comment of the week. Uh, what is yours, man? Yeah, I mean, I I think um, just the the one show comment of the week. I think was um, uh, on Reddit. Uh, I think my yeah. my one show previous one show thing of, of of talking about Black Summer has uh, seems like it's inspired some people to also binge watch season one of Black Summer, and and they're uh-huh. just discussing whether they should walk, watch any uh, watch season two lah. So so mm-hmm. so it's um. Uh yeah, I'm very glad lah that people are actually discovering certain interesting things through us as well, and uh, mm. it's this is a very real uh, example to me that you know, uh, yeah, there, there's a community out there who listens to our shit lah. Yeah. Mm. So this uh, this comment was by you slash S V L Y S civil. I I don't know what. So yeah, but but they already mm. binge binge season one. So and and just wondering whether watch season two, but yeah, that was my one show comment. So, How about you? What was your one okay. show comment? Uh, my one show comment was a comment on uh, episode one seven one. So it it was a few days ago. It was by mm. AWP underscore MAP eighty nine, and he or she pointed out that at the fifty four minute mark, I use such an old school expletive, chibe. Is chibe. that old school? Does nobody say it now? Uh, chibe. I yeah probably not lah. I don't think I haven't heard anyone say it for them long. Actually, do you even say chibe? No lah. No, la, I don't. Right? I don't. Yeah, yeah. What chibe? I mean, I prefer saying that so much more than chibai. Yeah. Just chibe just rolls off the tongue a lot easier lah. But it probably might it might actually be someone's name or something like that lah. You know. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. Actually, actually, on on like with with a quick search on Facebook, which is up on one of my many tabs. Yeah. Let me Google Chibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I won't say the full name, but but they don't have Chibe lah. They have something Chi Ho Be mm. or something like that. Correct. But yeah. Correct, but yeah. I just thought that was a funny, funny comment and a funny, funny reminder that we are old. Yeah, yeah. Because there are probably a lot of other, other, uh, expletives that we used to or insults we used to use that probably shouldn't be using these days lah. <laughs> why? Why not, man? Why not? Chibe is a great. Is a great. The lines have moved. Just rolls off the, the tongue. Lines have shifted and moved on. Okay, really, then suggest yeah. something. Yeah. Something similar. Well, actually, what does chibe or chibai mean? Is is just vagina, lah, right? Uh, it's not your mother's vagina, right? That's 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 something else, right? Yeah, it's something else, lah. It's just a combination of a couple of different Hokkien insults, lah. Yeah. I guess. I mean, is it the equivalent of the c word in English? Yeah, I would say yeah, yeah. You, you, I guess it you, is lah. It's enough for that, and it's a shortened so version of it, of it lah. You know, yeah. So it's not PC lah. It's not. It's, I mean, it's not. It's not. It's not kosher anymore lah. Uh, I mean, if you're really angry and you use it, I don't think people hold it against you lah. They probably avoid you, but uh, yeah lah. Probably wouldn't shouldn't use it as much in daily conversation. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> I don't know lah. I'll, I'll I'll think about that lah. I'll think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but. But okay, moving on to the one show thing of the past few days. Yes, what is your yeah, one show thing? My one show thing is I just started watching the 
the documentary about Steven Gerrard uh, called Make Us Dream. Mm. It is on on uh, Amazon. It was actually it came out twenty eighteen, but mm. um, I've realized documentaries are are shows that I can split up and watch not just in one sitting, mm. which mm. is good because previously my default would be if I just want to veg out, I'll just go to YouTube and I'll just have to find some shit to watch and sometimes it's some brainless shit. Yeah. But with documentaries, I've I've I actually really like okay watching something and then just stop and then carry on watch for five ten minutes. And I think that's going to be my new thing. And I figured, okay, let me just start with a documentary. Given the current climate of Euro and all that, mm. um, I started watching the documentary. And and yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely not like a last the the last dance or something. Mm. But it just made me remember, like, so I am generally a menu fan. Okay. And I say generally because I used to be a lot more hardcore. Now yeah. I'm not. Basically, uh, when they were but, winning, like, right? When you they were winning, you uh, not, really la, not really that, not really that, not really, not really. But I always used to have a bone to pick with Liverpool, like, because naturally, yeah. like, but Steven Gerrard is one of those players that it's hard to dislike him. Yeah. Um, and the documentary just goes through his uh, evolution as a player and how he was tempted by other clubs, but he stuck with Liverpool and yeah, he led them to like their first European Championship in God knows how fucking long, like mm. in the early mm. 2000s where they came down from 3-0 at halftime against AC Milan to win the whole thing. Yeah. So yeah, so it's just a, it's just a nice documentary. Like. I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Mm. There, there, yeah, I think yeah. a lot of these uh, sports documentaries are, they're, 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 I think it, it's cool uh, that they are being done of uh, a lot of sporting icons from when we were younger because I don't yeah. think... Um, you know, your dad's generation and my, my parents' generation had that kind of uh, repositories like, of, of, of archival footage or interviews with all these stars, like, right? Um, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so it's very nice for, for us. Like We grew up through Michael Jordan's era. And then remember last year during during the last dance and everything, every week, like everyone's looking forward to the next yeah, episode. Yeah, fucking great, man. It was yeah, like, it was great. it brought back like weekly episodic television and the joys of it as well, like, right? Yeah, yeah, it was it was so good. So so yeah, it, it's a cool documentary if you have Amazon. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, what cool. is your one shock thing? One shock thing. Speaking of like yeah, turning back the time and all, uh, is actually to point out that like, John Mayer has a new song and a new album coming out. I think uh, mm. this new song is called Last Train Home, and uh, you know the 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 amazing thing about John Mayer like is I mean he came he burst on the scene as a as a you know a pop singer songwriter but but uh after that he you know subsequent albums every album he would try almost every album he would try something a little bit different like you know whether it's blues or or or, or more rock or more uh soul and, and things like that so uh, even country uh, he's even done country as well um mm. so his most recent i mean now his sound is about going back to the 80s uh, like 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 in the the same vein as the weekend and 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 some other pop stars or so, like finding oh, inspiration really, yeah. in 80s. Yeah, so Last Train Home was very, has the, has the really um, 80s vibes uh, when you listen to it. And then even the music video and all the marketing that goes with it also has a very 80s vibe to it. So, so it, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's pretty cool. And then, uh, it's not, it's not the- Is there a music video yet? Not yet. Yeah, there is a music video already. Oh, it's not the chart chart banger that, that, you know, you would, you would hope for like like his um, early early tunes or anything, mm. but it's for all John Mayer fans. Uh, yeah, it was 
it's a pretty awesome it's a pretty awesome welcome back lah for for wow. John Mayer. Yeah. I remember recently one thing cool he did was he went on a tour with Dave Chappelle. So like mm, mm, I don't know what mm. they did some music comedy thing on stage and like I guess yeah. that's one thing nice about John Mayer. He just does random shit lah. Yeah, yeah. And he's He's quite a funny guy also, like quite a funny guy. Yeah. It comes yeah. across in his lyrics, but I know he even tried stand-up comedy. Yeah, yeah things like yeah, that as well. I and all his and concerts. Dated, uh, yeah. All his concerts, he always tries to like, you know, say something funny in between his songs. Some some not yeah. some some are quite funny, some not so funny. Uh, yeah. And you know, like his Singapore concert a couple of years back was like I think one of the best concerts I've ever been to in Singapore. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was pretty awesome. Man. Cool guy, uh. he yeah. cool guy. Maybe we'll get him on our podcast next episode. Uh. <laughs> yeah, sure, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am sure he'll be super interested to talk about racism in Singapore. Yeah. yeah. As my Malay Chegu said in primary school, you know, if you aim for the tree, you fall on the ground. You aim for the stars, you fall on the tree. Yeah, but actually that's it. Uh. We should try to get some of these like Singaporean music stars uh, on, our, on our platform a little bit, uh, right? Mm. I always feel like Why, um, eh? I always what do you open want to up talk to them about. No, I just open up my Spotify and then I I see all these like oh shit, there's a lot of people creating music in Singapore, and and, and mm. uh, it's, it's good it's good shit like, It's just that maybe maybe it's just uh nowadays it's hard to get discovered uh, out of the lot a lot a lot of noise there is on Spotify and all, mm. and and if there's some way to you know also help out the local community, but it's got to be stuff that Actually, we like like cool, right. It's gonna be stuff that we no, like. It'll be cool then. Then if they're willing to like play a bit of their song on our podcast, that'll yeah. be fucking cool. Because like, our fucking the last episode, setup, our fucking yeah. tent setup, that'll be yeah, crazy, man. Right. Oh. <laughs> because like the last episode with Faz, if you haven't listened already, shame on you. Mm. But if you haven't listened, he did. He did also um, talk about his upcoming uh, comedy special, which was which was great, like. mm. And it would be cool if like we 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 have the the ability to kind of like. Be like the Conan O'Brien of Singapore, like, you know. Mm, Get some mm, guests mm. on when they want to talk about shit, interesting guests. Yeah. So yeah, maybe yeah. Maybe yeah. Yeah. No harm. Like, no like harm. Jasmine Soko. Jasmine yeah. Soko just fucking. recently appeared on the billboard in New York City, yeah, man. Fucking Jasmine Soko is amazing, man. Love to hear. What the fuck? That's so cool, man. Would love to know more about her creative process, like if anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that so cool. Insane. Yeah. But, but yeah. yeah. That that brings us to the end of the podcast. Yeah, that's uh, not what you think. If Lawrence Wong yeah. can be prime minister, yeah, indeed, man, indeed. Yeah. Um. So yeah, thanks for listening, and talk to y'all soon.